30 seconds and counting. Podcast. I'm David Rodriguez. Living abroad, one of the things I love the most is the multiple encounters with strangers. But if there is something I always regret, it's to not have to spend more time around the people I once shared the road with, listening to whatever advice they have to give or whatever story they want to tell. In this podcast, I talk to friends and strangers whose lives inspired me and others. Through these conversations, I try to learn more about what brought them to this lovely city of Sendai, northern Japan, their experiences, life philosophies, dreams, and ideas. In this episode, Sandhya Premier stops by. This is one of those episodes that clearly aligns with why I wanted to do this podcast. It supports my idea that one can find awesomeness and amazing stories in almost everyone, and that there is so much more going on with the lives of the people we cross-eyed every day, that sitting down and chatting with them for an hour makes totally the difference. Sandhya is a microbiologist, mother of two, PhD student at Tohoku University, and role model in so many different aspects. We covered tons of different topics during our conversation. We talk a lot about living in Japan, and the challenges of moving abroad with your family, we talk about homeschooling, and we also touch a little bit on the reasons why she always wanted to, and still want to, travel and see the world. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this conversation, so please enjoy and learn from the amazing Sandhya Premier. Sandhya, thank you for being here today. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> thank you for it. For my mom, who will be listening to this for sure, and she doesn't know who you are, um, <laughs> can you tell her a little bit of your story? Uh, where do you come from? What are you doing here? And why did you say yes to participate in, in this experiment that I call a podcast? Well, I come from a city like Sendai. It's it's called Bandung. So in Indonesia, Bandung is one of the capital city, not the capital city of Indonesia, but the capital city of the province in the west of Java Island. My city is not a little city, but not a bigger one too, but there's a mountain there. So I think when I decided to go to, Jap to Japan, to Sendai, it's like same same thing. So there's a Sakami Sakamichi like uh, in Sendai and also in Bandung. So I think that's the yeah. same. And then my plan is I want to go abroad somewhere and it's a bit difficult when I not married yet. So because my parents really strict because I'm a girl. Yeah. Is that because of your parents or that's something common in Indonesia? Um maybe because it's my parents. Your parents, are very uh, my parents. So yeah, very strict. Even when I already graduated from university and I want to, to find a job outside of Bandu, even for university, they, I mean, it's not decided, not decided by them, but, but then I want to go to the other, uh, to the other city, like to become a doctor in the other city. So, and then they said, no, 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 it's better to stay in Bandung. So that's why I'm ended up in Bandung Institute of Technology there. So, and then after I'm a graduate and then I go to the other island, but only like six months, they called me. <laughs> And then they say it's better to you to continue a master in Bandung to your last. Uh, I'm sorry to, to the university, to your uh, former university. Uh, oh my god! And then they say, I I will uh, I will like just prepare everything for you to 
go back to Bandung like that. So, oh my god, it's really a first dating. Why I have to do this? And then, yeah, I have a friend, and then my friend also have the same passion like me, and we want to continue our school, but then not not in Indonesia. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe one of the way that I can go from Bandung. No, no, not like that. <laughs> no, that's only a part of that. So yeah, I can getting married, and then. Yeah, we plan to. So that, that was a requirement from your parents. Uh, no, that's my requirement to my husband. So I, I want to continue oh, my. Oh, okay. I want I to f- continue, f- and I don't want to stay in Bandung anymore. Mm. Mm. I like Bandung, but then because, I mean, uh, I always stand by my parents. So I really want to to know, yeah, the the oh, other oh, place and oh, other places. yeah, yeah. For, from the the other values oh. from the people. Mm. I totally understand mm. that feeling. And yeah. uh, ha- have you been to any other place other than Japan? Uh, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, okay. not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really good. looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so b- before we jump to too far ahead, one of the things that I wanted to tell you right away is thank you. And and you don't know why, but I will explain. And the thing is that I use you or your case as a source of motivation. Do you remember that um, right after arriving in Japan, we had. Well, of course you remember, but we had this uh, six months intensive mm-hmm. Japanese course. And I don't know why I've developed this aversion to traditional way of teaching, which in Japan is extremely traditional, which is repetition, homework, mm-hmm. exams. And I remember that during that time, I was like, oh, come on, I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, I would I, I, like, I really like learning languages, but I don't know, on my own terms and some some days coming back home from the intensive uh, course, I, I found myself complaining a little bit. And every time I found myself complaining, I thought about you. I said, like, <laughs> okay, if if Sandia with her two kids uh-huh. is capable of putting up not only with this but with a lot of other things, <laughs> like keeping, uh, like taking care of her family, coming to you classes every day. Uh, keeping up with the daily homework, so I don't I don't have a right to complain about anything. <laughs> so I used you as a, okay. If somebody's well, doing different. It, I mean, that's <laughs> different part of me. So that's the responsibility of a mother and a student. So yeah, but takes sometimes I like to make mm, separate. Yeah. yeah, but in any in any case, I found that so inspirational, but also. Many times we complain about things with other people having yeah, yeah, worse or true. not worse, but in situations where if you think about it, it's like, come on, it's, I, I don't, again, I don't, there's no way I, I, I will keep complaining about this. I will just do it. And, and if I can actually help to those people that are having a, maybe a worse situation that I do, then I will try to help them. So thank you for that, because it was a good, and it still is a good reminder of, you know, there, there are people that are doing a lot of things and you can you can always do more. So I, I, I want to say that before, before moving. No, I'm not that really good in managing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you actually about those months. What was it like for you when, we, when you just arrived in, in Japan for the first time? My husband and I, like, we decided to go somewhere Actually, Japan is not our priority for us, so we want to go to German. But then my professor there is moving to Sweden, and my scholarship cannot afford from the what like the limit. What's for for PhD in Sweden? There's like a limit of the what's the thing that they got to pay 
or something to be received by me and then my scholarship mm-hmm. is like the under of that so the my professor says that, that if I will not get some social benefit if I went there yeah. so then I think to change where is the other country that may be easily for us to bring all of, of our family here so this in Japan yeah, so yeah, for okay. Japan there's we can go together and then there's no need any deposit to Japan so it's all free and mm-hmm. yeah okay. so Not it's nice. very convenient for for our family for that time <laughs> oh, okay that that explains aside from the um, uh, distance but also explains why the community of, of Indonesian is so so big in, in Japan because I've seen like at least in Sendai Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. The community is quite, uh, uh, people coming from Indonesia yeah. is quite big. The thing for me is because I'm already, uh, I'm just uh, give birth to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I, I really want, if we go somewhere, that I have to bring all of, of my children. So I don't want to separate from them. Even when in from my institution, that I have to go for, like, from work mm-hmm. outside. So even there's just two weeks or one month, it's very difficult for me <laughs> at the time because I have my daughter. If, when my daughter is not not yet born, but I still can go like for, to Japan or to the other city, but it's okay. But then since there's my daughter, so I know it, it's not an excuse to for my limitation to go somewhere, but so that's why I choose the country that, yeah, not difficult and, and that provided yeah, the provide means, me, yeah, to, the means to move. And how is the, because one of the things that I, um, I don't know, I'm always thinking when I see families coming to and, and let's say changing their lives, coming here and, and starting a new life in a, in a different country, I find that really challenging. Challenging. From, from my point of view. Yeah. Uh, and I know nothing about the, um, let's say, the intricacies of, of taking care of a family. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's... I find it really challenging. Like, yeah, if, really if challenging. I have to think about the things that I need to take care just for myself, and what's, what's one of the hardest things that you, that you have uh, found about moving, in this case, to Japan with, with your family? Of course, it's for my big family. And from, for my husband, it's very difficult for him because he's the first son and then he have to take care of all of everything there and for me because i'm a daughter so and and they're like just give me every every time so when i moved and yeah they yeah it's difficult mm, it's difficult mm. and so you have uh two kids, two kids. Uh, um, how, how old are they six and two now six and two and for them one of the things that I'm always thinking about, what would be the, the biggest challenge of moving here with the family? Yeah, is how the language, language barrier. Yeah, it's very difficult uh, for yeah. him. So for Rafa, it's very difficult for him because previously in Indonesia, he's already in kindergarten and mm. have like the schedule. There's always go to school and then play together. Have yeah, many things that's already set for him. And then when... He came here and then he have to go to Hoikwen and he cannot speak anything. He's very attack, very active child. But then when he came here, he's just, yeah, being different. Mm-hmm. So in our first semester, first year, maybe it's difficult to accompany him in bear to, to the language. But thanks, there's a community here of kids from Indonesia and Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So there's always play together and 
maybe learn Japanese a little for them. So now he's better than me in <laughs> speaking Nihongo. <laughs> they learn way faster than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are the things that um, uh, surprise you? The- Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, and the difficult thing also is my husband is stopped from the job, so resigned mm-hmm. from the job. That one is also difficult for us. Yeah, the idea is just to accompany us, so I don't want to separate with my children. So my husband also have to resign from their already ten years works and wow. like become manager, and he have to resign. So that one is quite difficult for him and. In our like first three months, it's very, very hard and frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like to go everywhere. If there's like mining site, he's working in mining site. So in Indonesia, just just go everywhere to come for survey for consult something like that. And then he's just stayed at home, mm-hmm. and it's of course it's difficult for him, and it's like. It's my mistake. I feel always feel like that. It's really my mistake why I have to end him like that. But then, but then, yeah, because I really prepare for this to Japan. If I'm going to school, so my husband should be like that too. I don't want him to be left at home. So there's also like Indonesian husband that stay to take care of the the kids at home. Yeah, it's okay for for some, but for me, it's I mean it's not getting used to be like that. So yeah, I'm. We are searching for the sensei for him, and thanks God that now he's already a student too. Yeah, so I, I understand that part of, I would say guilt. Yeah. Of like maybe I don't know how to how to properly express this, but you know when you have someone by your side and he or she says, "Yes, I will follow you if this is what you want." Then there is always a fear that if this doesn't play out the way I think it would, even they say, "Yeah, it's okay, it's fine." Yeah. But then, just saying it's fine, it's okay for me. It's mean, it's not okay. <laughs> But the thing, if if he's just honest, just like, yeah, make like a lot of re- they just come out with what in the he's thinking about. Maybe I will like more. Okay, I understand. So, yeah, maybe like for for a man is. Difficult for them to show what they're feeling, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, from from what you said, it seems that you both wanted to to move outside Indonesia. It wasn't just you saying, "Oh, I really want to go outside, yeah. no matter what." It mm. was a, a, this, a, like a mutual That's decision. Like, so for five years for our marriage, he's the one who tried to go. To find, okay. Uh, so he's already. So that's why I want to go to Germany because he's already accepted there in Bonn University. But then at that time, I got my new job. So and that one is like my parents want. So you know, it's difficult for my husband and my parents to argue about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the same in the same day, we got the same result. So I got accepted in. So before, previously, after must I completed my master degree. So I stay at home from for three years mm-hmm. for Rafa because they just stay at home for three years. And then I applied again for the job. So when I got the result and my husband to get the result, so it's like like I don't know how to say to be thankful, but then think what. Should we choose at that time? <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you and your husband 
uh, got accepted he at got the same time. The same he got time. this job in Indonesia, and she got and he got accepted in yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah, because like my parents already paid everything for the yeah, bachelor and master, and it's like for me, yeah, it's thing you know. Yeah, I have to. It's, time for me it's to like to pay. Mm. Yes, yes, understand. It's, it's yeah. Like that, and then I just stay at home for for three years, and yeah, so they think you're not continuing your job. Mm. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's always one of the one of the biggest challenges that that I tell people when they ask me about how is it to live abroad or to, in this case, move with your wife or with your family abroad. It's like. There are so many things that you need to take into account, and uh, and of course you can always minimize risks somehow, uh, but you know finding a place where as a couple you can both keep working on your personal projects and professional projects at the same time is is not it's not easy to do. Um, so in our case, I remember when I when I moved from Spain to the U.S. where that, that was a short stay, was six months. But then when I moved to, for example, for when I moved to France for one year, you know, I, I felt that just with one year, my wife in this case, she will not be able to build the relationships and the groundwork that she will need to keep working there. And I also didn't have plans to stay in France for longer than that year, so. Uh, it's always challenging how to how to properly balance that because, like for, for this for Japan, it was part of like she really wanted to, wanted to come. So I started looking for opportunities here, knowing that she will be in love with the idea of coming to Japan. So and that played out quite quite well. So I'm I'm, I'm really happy and grateful about that. But but I understand the challenge that that could be in your case, which is ten times probably more challenging than yeah. what I dealt with. Your husband already had a job offer, or maybe or a job for ten years. He had to say no and refuse to stay in that job to move here without having a very clear idea of what to do and and how to keep um, evolving in his personal and professional life. That's that could be challenging, but it's. Um, I mean, I'm happy that he's already found something to to do and to to learn. So. Apart from this, in, in your um, daily life here in Japan, what are those things that have maybe surprised you about Japan or that you find that are challenging for you? Uh, because there are a lot of cultural aspects that are yeah, very different. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been to Indonesia. I really want to go, but uh, I've never been there. So I'm not very familiar with the, um, with the culture. But I guess knowing the way I know Japanese culture, that is completely different. So what are those things yeah. that you need? So maybe because uh, we talk about the history first, so because Indonesia is colonized mm-hmm. by Japan before, so maybe the culture is oh, not okay. different. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I should do more research. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> so the culture is quite same, it's like the seniority like that, So and that the family is really important for you. But the very different one is like in Indonesia, everyone is... Muslim and Christian, so we believe in God, right? So when yeah, so when my son in Hawaiian is there's in every like two weeks maybe or a month I forget. So they he went to Jinja and then learn how to use the water or something like that. And I told him before before coming, you have to I mean don't forget that we are believe in God. So that's one is the one that I really have to keep to my children. Maybe for my daughter it's more difficult because when 
she went to Hoi Kuen, she's like already 10 months. So right now he's more Japanese. More Japanese. <laughs> Even sometimes I cannot understand what she's talking about. <laughs> and I like to, Rafa, please translate what she said. <laughs> yeah, maybe that one is the biggest. And the good things from Japan, from, different from Indonesia, is like, the habitual, the, the way they live is very, um, how to say, like they are quaving everywhere and they're really good to each other, saying say hi, so, and then there's no criminal in here, that's the one that very make me surprised. Even when I ride motorbike in Indonesia, using the backpack and then they will take it up. In so, the motorbike. In the motorbike, <laughs> so it's very surprised. And then, in Japan, I just put there, and then it's nothing. And as like your wallet lost, and I also lost my pawn, and it's still there. So yeah. someone will, they understand this is not, not mine. So I will just have to give it back to the people, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah, but so like in Indonesia, so if you find something in in the road in your way, and then you will just take it. Okay, it's it's me. Yeah, I mean, same in in I would say in Europe. I, uh, and, and so this is a funny story for those listening that are not familiar with this. Of course, Japan is an incredibly safe country. Uh, one of the safest, if not the safest, that I've, a country that I've been in. And so a while ago, uh, I lost my wallet. And the thing is that I lost my wallet right after taking money out of the ATM because I needed to pay my bills and the rent and everything. So I, I had quite a lot of money in my wallet. So I went grocery shopping and I might have dropped my wallet somewhere. So of course, coming from where I come from, I, I thought, okay, uh, screw it. I, I lost it. I will never find my wallet. And if I find my wallet, it will be empty, yeah. like completely empty. Maybe just my um, to tie a membership card. <laughs> that, that's all I will find. But well, I went to the Coban, to the police uh, station. I told them what, what had happened. And I remember that they told me, okay, in a few weeks, so whenever we know, whenever we, we heard from, from someone that may have found your wallet, then we'll let you know. And I said, okay. I uh, came back home, and as soon as I get home, the phone rings. So I, I picked up my phone, and it was the police officer saying, oh, so someone has just come by, and he has handed your wallet. And it was like, no way. Like, <laughs> there's no way. And there would so be I, happen in Europe too. In, no, like in Spain, no. France, no. Oh. No, that I mean, I don't know of a case that where that happened. And if I have to bet money on it, <laughs> I will say that will never happen. Uh, in rare, very rare occasions, someone will. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to say rare occasions, but it, it's it's not a very common thing to to you know lose some something and and find that that you lose back. Uh, but in this case, I came back to the common and, and there was my wallet with everything inside. And I know from a lot of people that this is usually the uh, like modus operandi here in Japan. That if you, if you lose something in Japan, don't panic, don't worry, go to a police office, tell them what you've lost. And, and probably in a matter of days, one, two, three days, they will call you back saying that they have they have found your your wallet and i i remember asking a japanese guy about this like why why, why this is so 
why this is happening. And they told me that, well, people don't want, as you said, people don't want to keep things that are yeah, not yeah. theirs. But also there is like, um, and, and I may be wrong about this because I didn't, I didn't like uh, fact check this, yeah. but he told me that there is a rule in Japan that if you bring back, like if I found your phone, and I bring your phone to the Koban, they will take my contact information. And if in a matter of two years, I think it's two years, you never come back for your phone, uh, then I'm the rightful owner of your phone. So then I can do whatever I want with mm. it. But if we, I mean, we think to wait like two years, but then like, why are you not taking it all at that time? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. This is just like, Japanese mindset, yeah, yeah. which is sometimes hard to understand. And my for. teacher also said that the praise moshiawake, mm. so they doesn't want to like disturb somebody. Yeah. So, like in Islam, it's called akhlak. So akhlak is a good habit, a good habit. So because you believe in God, so you will do a good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's say there is uh, you know someone from Indonesia that. Um, thinking about coming to Japan, where you will, you will hear with a government scholarship, with a mixed scholarship. No, uh, no, no, no. From Indonesia. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's why you didn't take the same classes. Like there were some classes that were just for uh-huh. mixed. Now, now I remember. Now I remember. Yeah, okay, so no, no mixed. I is different. <laughs> oh, so it's an Indonesian scholarship. Yeah, from my government. Oh, okay. So if someone is thinking about coming to to Japan, is there any advice that you would give this person? that was it was it hard for you to get the scholarship or uh, to get the scholarship yes. not really just apply it's difficult it's, yes. it's difficult because you have to like to 200 ranking of ten, uh, 200 okay. top university mm. Mm. so you mean that you have to be on that top yes ranking? yeah oh, wow. okay. the university should be stayed in so the then, university okay so then in that makes the point for my question. Is there any advice that you will give apart from study hard so that you be yeah, yeah. inside, like within those 200? Apart of study hard? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel that study is not one thing because I think it, like lucky is the lucky most. Lucky is always part of it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Tell me about the process. How was the, uh, the process? process? The process yes. is like you make an essay why you want to go here and what your motivation. While you come, when you come back to Indonesia, what will you give to Indonesia from like? Mm, uh, from this is a written essay. Yeah, it's not written, an interview. Written, okay. oh, no, no, and also interview. So oh, okay. there's like three different interview. The one is like the interview of your research, and the one, but actually at that interview, it's not. The in the reviewer is not interview about my research, but about my family. Why? Yeah, because <laughs> because I'm a mother and I'm pregnant at that time. Oh, okay. So the reviewer and also the psychologist there is like, to, oh my god, you are a woman and you are now will be giving a birth for like at the time is I'm pregnant for six months. So they ju- judging me. I can. I cannot. You. You cannot do this. It's very difficult. And this time, my research pack is about German and different. Yeah, different from from Japan. And I told them everything that I know. And at least, and in the end, there's us. Are you really sure that you will do this? Because how about your husband? Like I told you before. And then I just give them the answer. 
the question that you already you all asked to me is the question that I asked to my husband. <laughs> so here his answer. So I just tell tell them okay. like that. So like in in Indonesia, I think family is number one. So I kind of curious why we are want to go abroad is maybe according to the movies is like like for American and European. So they the children is grow and they can just what come out by their idea and go somewhere. But in Indonesia, it's very difficult. Yeah, the culture is family number one. So your parent is number one. So everything you think is about your parents. So yeah, I, I want to I want to change that uh, perspective for our children. So we don't want to be like that. So for example, also in Indonesia, it's very difficult to to tell what your opinion. Speak up. Yeah, to speak up. To speak up your opinion. So just, uh, hi, hi. like in Japan. Like in Japan, yeah. Something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. So it's, it's very brave of you to... Oh, no. And also I think I'm very smart. Uh, it will be very good for your kids to see that other version of... Yeah. And, and for your daughter as well. Because maybe your, you know, your son may have it better, but I think that for your daughters, having as a, in, in her mother an example of what are things that you can accomplish in life, even yeah. though everybody else is telling you what to do. Mm. And that, I don't know, I, I find that will be really uh, empowering for her, in well, my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, can, I cannot say that women stay at home is ordinary, but I mean, if you can be advent like give benefit or like advantage to the other i think it's sure yeah. sure the one so like indonesia itself it's still thing like that mm-hmm. so it's better for you to stay at home after yeah like, yeah and as you said if, if that is what you want to do then great but if you have other ambitions and you want to travel the world even if you have yeah. two kids you still have you st- you're still capable of doing that so wow thank you in the name of everybody else <laughs> for for um being an example of that and as i said at the beginning i mean people yeah. uh, and i don't want to sound redundant but I, people... i also never think that my parent is bad or just have old of course old of course things not. like that yeah. they also like give me like a base identity of indonesian mm. but then yeah I have my own thinking, so it's like a... and and the source of that own like your own thinking most likely come from from your parents. So yeah, of course. Okay, I'm gonna move on from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before before moving on from Japan, so any specific advice for like interviews? Even though for uh, you yeah. was a little different so because of the. I think situation. you have to be honest to yourself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in in the in the interview, you can like make a chit chat to like there's what a book that told you you can uh, pass if you do like this da, 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 yeah. da, da. so I don't follow like that so just to be honest like for my friends say that yeah just say that I mean at that time I don't want to say that I'm pregnant because I think if I'm pregnant so they will just postpone my scholarship so to be honest is the one thing that should be mm. Mm, okay And that's just, don't to be too ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like you fake, make a fake, okay. I, I think. Uh, just to, if I come back from this uh, from America and then I will like develop something in Indonesia, uh, it, 
it's okay. So to be try to be realistic. Ah,、uh, to try to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. And well, you you said that they didn't ask you about your research project that much, but did you feel that having a like a well-grounded research project was something that helped you?、Uh, so my research project is change. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So. Previously, when I'm getting my scholarship and also in my institution for three years, I've working in fuel cell.、Mm-hmm. So then, in here, my professor say that the efficiency of fuel cell to produce electricity is small. So he say it's better for me to change the topic. And what are you what are you researching on? Bioremediation, as I told you.、Oh. So I'm gonna leave Japan. No more Japan for, <laughs> for today. <laughs> And、um, so I found I found your blog. I don't know if you keep writing. Yeah,、nowadays. I keep writing because、yes. I'm in the community of. It's called. I don't know how it say in English like professional motherhood.、Oh, okay. So in Indonesia now there's. A debate about the school system.、Mm-hmm. So nowadays, like why now, there's like trying to do homeschooling、okay. because the curriculum in Indonesia is always changed. Like if if the ministry is changed, so the curriculum will change. Something like that. So it's difficult for the children to catch up with with school. So now they're like back to home and just teach. And in my A、uh, university, maybe forty percent of the mother not stop resign from the job and then back to home and then they take children and just teaching by themselves and、uh, the children is so so for I mean for elementary school it's just maybe for elementary school and junior high school but for high school and university of course they will just somewhere so the thing is when they are take the children homeschooling. I think the output of the children is better because in school you have to like learn everything, but then the teacher doesn't know what is your the most potential one.、Mm-hmm. So like, I don't like math, but then I don't I like art, but then the teacher like to push you. You have to understand this math. So yeah, I don't know if. I think there's still a parents there doing like that, but in my case, I want to learn more about that just to see the skill, yeah, the the one, the potential of my children. So that's why I join to that community and keep writing. So are you? So first, what's the name of your blog? It's my name, Sandia Premia. Okay,、uh-huh. and we will post it so you will be able to follow that follow that link.、Uh-huh. So, what other things are you writing about? Ah,、uh, so I want to keep my mind. What's it say? How it say in English? So I keep my mind held to make a balance between my research or my work and my family. So, because the thing is in Japan that we have to like progress, progress, and everything. So sometimes when I came out,、uh, when I come home, and I I already tired. Yes. Yeah, and then I'm not. Every day I always or bedtime story to my son, but then sometimes I forgot to do that because I'm too tired. So the thing that I will I always write is about how to motivate to motivate me and my children to don't don't destroy your creativity. So you have to 
observe what is the most skill that your son is. So yeah, as I told you before, so like my my sons really like sports, so that's why I send them to. Uh, to like a swimming school mm. or karate, something like that. Mm. Mm, so mm, I don't know if that good or not, but I think it's good because I'm not push push him into the one that they, he doesn't like. So I try to like, okay, just do everything that you like for now. I think it's good. If you allow me to give you my opinion, I think I think it's nowadays. It's one of the things I remember discussing about this with with Emmanuel, uh, and we were discussing for a bit about education. And one of the things that that he brought up during our conversation was the lack of flexibility and adaptation that education today has. And one of the things that we talked about was was that like yeah. nowadays, you you know, world changes way too fast, and a lot of students and, and kids, they may find themselves interested in one thing today and another thing tomorrow. And the fact that we don't have a system that allows them to follow those different paths, um, I find it sad. And, and, yeah. and yeah, so maybe like uh, my experience before from elementary school until undergraduate, maybe I always like in the top of the school. But then after that, I don't know what is my hobby. I don't know what I'm interested in. Oh, so, I, I was gonna ask you about that. Like, what, <laughs> what, what did you like yeah, to do so in your free time? <laughs> I learned math, physics, chemical, but then I don't know. Uh, right now, if someone asks me about how to calculate something, and then I, I don't understand. Even, even at those time, I got nine or ten for my exam. But then what? So, I mean, it's just to to go to the next step. But then I don't understand what's the meaning. I mean, not not the meaning. I mean, what's the the benefit for me for the next? Am I interested? I, am I interested on it or not? Or just doing it because I have to? Yes. So yeah. And then I found that what is my hobby? What is my hobby? I don't know. I just like doing everything, doing homework, and then getting better score and went to the high cl- high top the top one of the high school and the university in Indonesia. Mm. Yeah. So that's all. And then when I, I want to continue my master, so I'm thinking about what should I choose? And then, yeah, why I already, I mean, what I have done all this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if Rafa doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like to write, okay, it's okay. You can typing or everything. So I mean, I'm the generation of being pushing by parents and teacher to do so without thinking what's that for. And then are we really sure that we like it or not? I think. And some, I think that some level of of pushing, as you said, I think is not bad. But yeah, without neglecting, without neglecting mm-hmm. those things that you really like doing, and that's what I what I, I don't know, I think education fails is that, oh, you really have to be good in maths or you really have to become an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait a minute, let's, <coughs> let's reassess this. And of course I will, I will study math and then I will, try, and I will try, sorry, to do my best. But what I'm really passionate about today mm-hmm. and that could change tomorrow is, I don't know, drawing. But I think you like your patient. I mean, 
you are doing what you want now. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's it's uh, like for example in my case, I think that from the moment that I moved abroad, I allowed myself the time to think about what I was what I'm doing every day. Um, I allow myself time to ask questions such as you know is this something that you would like to do is this um, the life that you want to be living uh, what are all the things that you find passionate about or that you want to pursue or try like this podcast like why not as you said for me writing in the articles in in my in my blog and and also this podcast now is a way of doing other things other than my phd because i can the way my brain is wired is is not the best for the traditional academic way of doing things if that makes any sense uh so i cannot be a hundred percent focused on just one project for three plus years i need to do other things and i i can i can focus and i can i can be really focused for a few days like i have peaks of performance for yeah, like that's three right. to four days but then You know, if I'm, if I'm, and I, and I find myself in this situation more often than not, which is hitting the same wall over and over. And you probably are familiar with this as well. In research, you get to the point where you don't know what to do. Yeah. And you try things, but they don't work. And you, you keep hitting that wall over and over and over. At that time, at that moment, I need to have something else to grasp and, and have fun with. And that's why I write in, in, in the blog. That's why I try to have this podcast because it allows me to put my PhD aside, which is awesome and I like and I enjoy it, but I don't want to burn out in, in the first week just because I'm doing that all the time. Uh, so I understand what, what you were saying. Uh, so I, I read in your blog, well, this is a translation, but I hope Google got it right. Okay. Um, in somewhere you said, I like to do new things, and I'm a dreamer. Especially, I always wanted to see the world. Oh, yeah. So what, what's Sandia Primeira dreaming today about? <laughs> I think it's still the same that I want to, see, to go abroad to see everything. I think that one is written in my anger agreed with. So my parents promised me that I can go f from Bandung after I graduate or undergraduate. Even I have to go back again for master. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what other places do you want to go? Because you said that, yeah, well, is, is I, it in your plans to stay here? Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know why I really want to go to German because I have a pen friend from my junior high school. So when I'm in the junior high school, uh, I forget where I know her. But until now, we still, yeah. No, no, not really, because there's Facebook now. So previously, <laughs> we always writing us, yeah, from junior in the first my, in the first years of my junior high school. I always writing a letter and also postcard. So like when she went somewhere, she sent me a postcard from around the world. So that one is make me that experience make me oh my god, my friend is traveling around the world. I never, I I I'm just staying in here in. Yeah, in Bandung. So, okay, one day I will. I have to be like that too. Yeah, I have travel. to mm, mm. to be tra Yeah, to travel. What is it about living in other places that that you are so? Um, Why? Keen on? Yes. Uh, If I ask you, uh, tell me three things that are that you find the most benefit 
about living in in uh, different countries? Well, before the three things, so <laughs> maybe I don't know. I think this one is about my childhood. So my childhood, I think you can like analyze why I want to move from my parents' house because my father is really strict. I don't have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want my husband to be like this, so I find different characteristics of the man. Even when I went to Japan, he's not support me. And then he's just come to my house, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, getting, like getting angry to say that why you always burden your mother or something like that. And then he left, so he not accompany us to the airport. So, so my childhood is not the thing that I want to remember, but it's always come up. And I think I will somehow in a way like when I teach Rafa, I become like my father. So I don't know why, why that happened. So that's why I want to go to the community that, that I can learn how to just deal up with my childhood, so just, yeah, continue my life. So, yeah, escape from that one. <laughs> but the true thing is, I want to learn the other, from the other opinion, as I told you why, the other is very easily to speak up, so it's difficult in Indonesia, you will judge as you're not, why you're not obeying things, like, it's difficult. And I like to learn, previously, before, I like to learn language, but then I find difficult in Nihongo. <laughs> yeah, learn language and culture, something like that. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, and my first movie, maybe, not my first, I think the movie that makes me want to go to Europe, especially German, Swiss, Austria, is Sound of Music. So that one is really, uh, the nature there, the, the scenery there is really, really good. So I want, really want to go there. And because Indonesia is in Ecuador, so four seasons is the one that I want to try. <laughs> it's, I think it's simple. Wow. <laughs> that awesome. one. Well, thank, thank you for sharing that. What's something, something absurd that you love doing? If any, if not, I can ask you something else. <laughs> Maybe scream. Scream? <laughs> scream out. Why? Why is that? <laughs> just to release. <laughs> well, yeah, just to release something. <laughs> is, is screaming something that you do every day? <laughs> because you, you, yeah. <laughs> you appear to be very calm always. So maybe that's something. <laughs> no, maybe like uh, go to the mountain and then just scream out. Ah! <laughs> so actually, I want to like doing a backpacker and then stay under the sky, something like that. Mm. Okay, that, that's interesting. I should try that more often, like screaming. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think I'm <laughs> lately never. No? Do you, do you have, uh, is there something that you do every day apart from obviously research and... Every day? Uh, that you like, uh, something that you think, oh, this is really useful for me to do Useful, I think it's not useful, but so because I never, not really, really rare to watch movie or much watch drama. So I don't know. This day I really like to watch them. So uh, with my children, is fell asleep. I think. 
my phone and then watch, just watch <laughs> something. Yeah, so the thing is too that uh, I'm not allowed to watch movie in, even in weekend. So I have to, to help my mother. My father always said that watching is bad. And then I never have comics and books. So, so one of my patient is like become a hoarder now. So I always buy uh, children books like in Indonesia. So whenever there's a bazaar of book, I always buy encyclopedia, both in Indonesia and English because I never have that in my childhood. So I like build small library and like uh, ask the neighbor to come to home. Like, Something like that. Oh, and what type of books do you like reading? Now it's yeah. children's book. Children's book? Yeah, yeah because... Well, you have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not because I have to, because I'm rare to read that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I have to write some hard, not hard, hard book, like a theoretical, something like mm-hmm. that, and bio, biography. Yeah. But maybe at those times, I have to read this to like, so I can make, a, I have a conversation with my father because he's really like to work, to read that kind of book, the textbook thing. So when I read comics or yeah, a comic, so he's always said, if you read comics, so you will forget time and you will not remember anything rather than reading a comic, something like that. But now I find that that one is good. Maybe because I not have experience on it, yeah. so I just let my children to read everything, and that's why I like to watch movie because my you were not allowed yeah, to do that. I'm not allowed to do that. So it seems for from what you said that your father was is very strict with you. If there is something that you would have to point out that you would like your uh, kids to learn from him, what would it be? Discipline. Discipline. Mm. And manner, because now they, I think that the children like like some manner. Mm. So Rafa sometimes like to shout. So no, yeah, like when we are arguing and then he shout. So for me, in at the time, I mean, we, I don't know if we are in, in in the same, but at this generation that we cannot say no to parents. Mm. So when what you say so that will just go to your room <laughs> and then think about that things about your fault there <laughs> but i never do that to rafa so just keep arguing so that's good so i mean speak up is good for like debating yeah yeah so that you understand mm-hmm. his point of view and you can you can so I, yeah once i try to debate with him I just cry. I can't say nothing. <laughs> is, it, is it because he's very good debating, or very good debating, <laughs> and so I'm afraid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm f- very different in my sister. So my sister is like she's always speak up their man and never cry. I don't know why. Maybe because she saw me and learned me. Ah, uh, my sister is so so lame. Maybe. I know. <laughs> Is she younger than <laughs> younger, younger? Yeah, right. five years. Mm, okay. But she's end up still in Bandung now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we covered a lot of a lot of things of the things that I that I wanted to ask you. There's just two last questions that I have for you. 
first will be, is there any person here in Sendai who you would like to listen to this type of conversation um, so that I can probably try to reach uh, him or her and, and see if he or she will be up to <laughs> participate in this? If not, that's okay. But if there is someone that you would say, oh, I would love to listen to a conversation with this person. Uh, yeah, I think my neighbor right now for... So when I'm still in Indonesia, she's the one that I always uh, talk and discuss about what next to do because she's also bring her two children here. So why, why talk to university too is because when... I read the article like the student the students say and there's she's there about joining some international program here and talk about it's good to bring up your children here and then it's good environment and easily to get halal food in here or something like so what's what's yeah. uh, her name Ari Ari mm. okay uh, awesome I'll, I'll try to contact her and <laughs> She as crazy as you are, and she would like to participate in this, <laughs> in this experiment. And the last question that I have for you is that: Can you teach me a word in, in <laughs> Indonesian that a word that has a special meaning for you, or or any word that you that you think it's like? Right, thank you. Thank you, for example. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say thank you in? Terima kasih. I'll say that one more time. Terima kasih. Terima kasih. Yes. Terima kasih. Terima kasih. Yes. Okay. Now I know a new word. <laughs> I'm gonna write that Terima kasih. It's with e. Awesome. I said I had two questions, but I had mm, one more. It's, uh, it's okay. I still have a lot of time to do. <laughs> uh, so I I really want you to visit Indonesia. Um, yes, is yes. there? I, yeah. Uh, um, um, which place would you recommend we visit first? Well, everybody always say Bali, Outside but not for me. Outside of the common like. If there's one play that not many people know about... Not many people know? Yes, that you think, oh, this is a really good place that, that maybe a lot of people is missing just because it's not that, that touristic mm, or whatever. So there's many new place now in Bandung. Bandung is now is become a tourist, okay. mm, tourist place. And then what, where I want to go is Lombok. Okay. Lombok is it's near Bali but have a very beautiful ocean and there's also the highest mountain there it's called Rinjani mountain so in the top of the Rinjani the the crater there oh, okay. is like have three different color oh, wow. mm. so it's it, because of algae I really want to go there so the climbing track there not the difficult one from the one in yeah from the other mountain but everybody always said it's better to have one time trying to climb there I'll, I'll definitely start planning that out yeah yeah so it was very fun for me hopefully for you will yeah it has, for me too it thank you well. uh, yeah thank you for for saying yes uh, I, yeah, I remember that I have I haven't say something to your mother to my mother oh yeah yeah <laughs> please yeah, hi mom. So <laughs> David is one of my good friend here. So I'm very like to be thankful that I have a friend like you. So previously because I have uh, no foreigner people as uh, my friend. So it's very good to know because sometimes I'm getting of I'm afraid if like um, contact with the foreigner 
because we are a very different culture and yeah okay well there you go mom <laughs> thank you for being for being here today thank you Thank you for listening. Just one last request. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the Fortnite podcast in iTunes, Teacher, Google Play, or any other platform of your choice. Go check the fortnite.blog forward slash podcast where you can find this and other episodes with their respective show notes. Leave a comment if you liked the episode and subscribe to the fortnite.blog so that you can receive an email every time a new blog post is up. Thank you once again for being on the other side and talk to you again soon. Bye.